Welcome to Moments with Jody, hosted by Jody Matthews, a founder of a nonprofit ministry, author, and speaker. Jody's gift for sharing truth-filled encouragement has touched many. Join her as she shares an inspirational message that will not only motivate but also challenge us to grow spiritually. Here's your host, Jody Matthews. Welcome to Moments with Jody. So glad you can take this time to come and join um, with me today. Um, I'm excited to introduce to you my son, Micah Matthews, and we, he is currently on staff with Urban Vision. Um, he's married to his wife, Holly, and I have two beautiful grandchildren, Owen and Toby. And so anyways, moving on, but I just wanted to introduce him and say that we're going to be kind of talking about some um, interesting things here um, concerning the book I wrote, right, Micah? Um, A Call to the Edge. And so... I have highlighted some of these um, stories before, but I think it'd be kind of interesting to walk with it with you, Micah. You, you'll definitely have a different perspective since you kind of grew up in it. Yeah, it's it's interesting going through. Right now, I'm actually going through the book with my students, um, some high school interns at Urban and, Vision. At Urban Vision, mm-hmm. and uh, what we don't realize is that we're a part of a greater story. A lot of times, we you know we're living our lives and. You know, we're trying to put it all together, but there's a greater story that's happening. And as Christians, it's part of God's story. Yeah. But um, there's these micro stories, and um, I wanted the students to be able to see that how they're part of the urban vision story. But as I'm going through, I'm like, oh, wow, this is, this is really my story in a lot of ways, too. Mm-hmm. Um, being a part of that and seeing how God has worked and how God has been faithful and, and um, who I am. Uh, is because of these stories. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm really excited to go through with the students and, and see what they think and what are the, 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 the things that ministers to them and um, and even been ministering to me as I've been going through it. So Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest joys and treasures that we have here at Urban Vision is when we see these young people who oftentimes have started off when they've been like four or five years old here at Urban Vision and watch them grow up and to see them take ownership of their um, faith and yeah. taking ownership um, within their community that they're serving and to really see them and um, grow to be to leaders. In fact, actually, yeah. you and along with some other local community uh, people who have kids who have grown up are now on currently in staff. I think we have like five or six. Yeah, we have uh, quite a few. Yeah. So it's been fun to be a part of that. And uh, I always think of the first... Uh, that's painted in, in the room next to us, so I have no greater joy than to see my children walking in the truth. Amen. Uh, so that's Amen. Uh, that's really what our heartbeat there. Right. So if they can kind of, it's nice to, so that really how you just talked about the story, how it all kind of intertwines together. Um, it's like, a, I like to talk about a legacy. It, it is our responsibility to continue to make disciples, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that's what our heartbeat here is at Urban Vision. So it's a joy to even have them read the story yeah it's been good and we've been able to like ask some good questions and and use it to think about our own lives and one of those questions as uh, I guess we'll just jump right in here Um, one of the things that I'm always talking about with students is um, the constant need to be walking with God not running ahead not lagging behind Right. right. Um, there is, I think of the people of Israel, mm-hmm. 
right? Walking and waiting when, when the pillar of cloud stopped, it stopped. When it went ahead, it went ahead, yeah. right? Really a picture of the it's spirit of God <laughs> uh, and how now in the book of Acts, they're, they're, they're following the spirit's leading and, and trying not to go ahead of him, trying to follow what he's doing. And, and we're a part of that story. Uh, but what I find is for a lot of my students and for myself as well, and, and speaking to a lot of other people, is they have a hard time figuring out, oh my goodness, if I'm running ahead, then I should just stop. And if they're stopping, they don't feel like they're doing anything. And figuring out how to be with God and not run ahead of him or just do nothing, especially when they seem to have a vision for something that isn't specifically moral. Right, I know I'm not supposed to hit my brother, right? Mm -hmm. But what about when, all right, God's calling me to this new job, mm -hmm. marry this person, to, um, to, to switch the way I'm doing things, something that's big, but there's not a clear choice. Mm -hmm. How do I wait with God and walk with God, not trying to force my way through, but also um, not trying to just sit and do nothing either? Right. That's a that's a tough one. I think that uh, I I still feel like I'm still learning that as I go, even in my own journey of faith. But yes, it is a it's a I have what I have learned though is a couple things. Um, I've always thought you know do what, what you know to do, and what I mean by that is we have God's word, we have um, His heartbeat of Him wanting us to draw close to Him. Um, so a lot of times when things seem fuzzy or gray um, and we feel like we're either running too fast or we're not keeping up, there is a scripture that says, keep in step with the Spirit. And what does that look like? Well, I do believe it's do what I know to do. What do I know to do? I know God wants me to get up and spend time with Him, drawing close to Him in His Word, um, talking to Him, pouring out my heart to Him, um, I know these seem like basic things, but a lot of times it's in those basic simplicity of doing those things in a continual building of my relationship with God that God actually does speak to me in those moments. I think sometimes we can discount that, oh, that's my checkbox thing. I, I just checked it off the list. But what if it, it's in the building of the, the simple routine, the continual building of relationship that all of a sudden God readies my heart to hear him so that when God is ready to speak I'm, I'm ready to listen so I think it's getting my heart in that spot that's just one thing I'm thinking of yeah so take me through so there's a couple of examples in your book yeah that kind of show this mm -hmm. right so we have the example of how we receive this building so why don't you take us through that story yeah. and kind of give us an example of what that looked like. Because in the book, you guys use that kind of as an example where you, you really felt like you were trying to exemplify this, not run ahead, but also being very present to what God is doing. Right. Uh, so why don't you walk through that story and, and share what, what's going on there? Yeah, I think we were definitely in a transition time in that time of urban vision where there was a lot of changes going on in our neighborhood of, of where we we live and so um the the location of urban vision needed to shift 
But we also knew that I, you know, from the beginning, God did give a vision. He gave a vision of a, of a place where children would come as a refuge, a place where kids can come and learn um, and participate and be here and hear the gospel. There was that vision original. Now, not, it wasn't so much super specific, but it was pretty clear, you know, early on I went and saw a place that I'd like to see modeled, our urban vision kind of model, a voice of hope in Dallas, Texas. So I kind of saw that and I and I really believe that God put that on my heart and took me there so that, that something could be placed like that here in Akron. But yet, if anybody who knows my personality or, or even your dad, Mr. Rodney's personality, we are definitely kind of go-getters and so oftentimes my efforts sometimes ran ahead of what, um, you know, I, w I wanted to push sometimes to make things happen. But we purposely, in this particular season, because of the lessons we had learned about not pushing so much, I feel like we were kind of waiting. We, we wanted this to happen. We saw a need for a building. We went looking for one. We actually visited a couple places thinking, oh, even a place down this, literally, down the street, across the street. It was a lot smaller. It seemed like it, w it would have been great for us at the time because we were a lot smaller. Yeah. But thank God, <laughs> God sees beyond that, right? Mm -hmm. um, we met with people and we could see the possibilities. But we just had to, there was also a thing called peace in our heart that I've started to like tune in a little bit more so than I did before. Um, and I could see not just only in that example, but I could see that in other examples, even as I've grown older, even working with my dad, too, about what to do, what not to do. But I really do believe God wants to give our hearts peace. And so when I start moving forward in something and I am unsettled in my heart, I, I don't feel like um, I even start making these steps. You know, and I just don't feel good about it. It's not, it's something's not right. And I feel like that to me is not peaceful. How do you discern that? Well, again, I still stay in the word of God. These, Because I, I want, my thoughts are not God's thoughts. But when I put God's thoughts in my head and my heart on a continual basis, I can feel a lot more confident of understanding what his peace is um, in my heart. So at the moment, I didn't know how to necessarily proceed, but other than we just kept looking and just didn't seem until finally, we always had had our eye on Urban Vision where it's at now, yeah. but it, was, it wasn't available. We actually took a tour a lot earlier. Early on, I met with some of the pastor that was here. They had a very small congregation, um, but it just doesn't, didn't seem at the moment. But when the moment was right, and God saw fit. And I have to add the children there. They started to pray with me because we were in a tiny little house on Belmont Street, fitting about 30 kids in a tiny little room that they were packed in on the carpet, on the floor. I remember. Yeah. And so we, we at that right season, and Rodney had just stepped off his uh, work at, uh, to go full-time with the ministry. So things were starting to line up. You know, mm -hmm. your dad stepped off. We... We're praying with the kids because we had such a need because we were outbursting the little building that we were in. Um, so things were lining up. And then all of a sudden, I, I don't know if I got a call or we stopped and checked, um, but we got a connection that the building was empty and that we could go and bring our board members in to see it and to look at it. And we took that step. Yeah. 
But even as we took that step, it wasn't even all so clear from there. We took the step and we came in and some of our board members probably thought that this was way too big because we were very small, yeah. wondering how we were going to fill this place. Um, right, going from 900 square feet to 34,000. <laughs> yeah, so, so I could see, quite a leap. I could definitely see their concerns, right? But I, I knew God had a plan. I knew he had a vision for the, for something to see this happen because I knew that's what he put on my heart from originally. Yeah. So I just had to stay faithful in that and wait. Yeah. Yeah. I think waiting and, and being participating in what God is doing in the moment is, can be such a difficult thing to, to hold those things together because you want to see them happen. But, you know, like... Right. But, you know, waiting is not... Sometimes I think we think, and I used to think this too, waiting is like a non-active movement. Uh But waiting is more than just not active. Waiting on the Lord is not just sitting... I, you know, go in my room and close the door and watch, you know, binge on a series that I like to Mm -hmm. watch and eat chocolates all day. That's not waiting. Waiting is actively readying our hearts to be able to move... When the Lord says move. Now, yeah. it's interesting you brought up the Israelites because they had the cloud or the pillar right. of fire and that they could visually see. So when actually God actually moved, moved. it, they knew to move. move. But yeah. they had to be ready to move. Yeah, It wasn't like they, when God moved, they, didn't, they needed to either move with him or be left behind. Yeah. And so they had a probably, I would imagine, and you probably know more about this from the history wise, but I'm sure they had to stay somewhat ready. Yeah, well, even the Feast of Booths, right? One of the festivals of Israel is the idea that we lived in booths for a while. And part of that booth is... Setting up a tent. Yeah, right. It's setting up a tent. It's it's something that's not... It's very temporary to be able to move when God moves. And I think you get some really clear examples of this in the New Testament. I think of Paul and... Right? When, when Paul... When the Holy Spirit sets aside... Paul and Barnabas, what are they doing? They're fasting and they're praying and they're worshiping. Right. And it's in that moment the Spirit speaks. What are they doing when the Spirit's given? They're in the upper room praying, probably fasting, readying themselves, thinking, because that's what the Lord has said. Um, and, and when we get into Romans 12, I, I can't help but think too of like that famous verse where mm-hmm. it ends with knowing, being able to test and approve and know God's good will. Right. What are the verses before that? It's uh, a lot of times it's do not be conformed conformed and also offer your body as living sacrifice. Do give yourself over to God and the author will write the story. Exactly. So that is not a passive event. No. It's a it's a very participative. It's about being in the moment. Right. Um, so that's that's it, it, it's such a unique thing, but I know a lot of people that are probably listening right now feel stuck, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like, you know, as I, as the kids would say, Mrs. Jody, mm-hmm. but <laughs> right. I've been at this so long, right? right? Sure. But the healing doesn't seem like it's around the corner, mm-hmm. you know, the relationship. I, I'm I'm still stuck in whatever is going on. I just can't seem to get that first step. Right. Well, How has God met you in, in those moments? I mean, I feel like God just... I go back to what I know again. 
You know, I go back to knowing his word, his promises. When I get stuck in a situation, I pull up a promise that um, I know God will keep my mind in perfect peace, whose mind, he will keep me in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on him. My trouble is that my mind doesn't continue to stay on him. I start wandering to my circumstances, um, the wondering whys this is not happening the way I'd like it to happen or, or even understanding that. Those are those cloudy moments. But because I have a relationship, I think of that verse in Psalms 40, which is one of my favorite little portions there. David says, I waited patiently for the Lord and he heard my cry. How could David wait patiently for the Lord and still yet be crying, right? Yeah. yeah. I do believe the part part of that is because that David had a history with God all the way back to the being a shepherd boy where he was alone. He had a, an understanding that God is faithful, that God keeps his promises, that God is there. And so why could David wait in the midst of his tears? Because you know what happened with David's life. He kind of got unfocused at moments, and he had to pay those consequences, unfortunately. And I'm sure maybe some of those tears were coming because of that. I don't know exactly where that fell in Scripture. Oh, but yeah. sure. but well, we know that he, he, he had a tender heart, and he loved God, and he loved his family. Yeah. We see that in Scripture. But he had to wait. It wasn't always, whether he was hiding out in a cave, running from Saul, or, or yeah. weeping over his son who, you know, was getting misled and taking over the kingdom. You know, so David had to learn. So I think that history of knowing who God is kept me. And I found out that God is our keeper. You know, even when my mind starts to wander or I even start to question God, you yeah. know. Yeah, remembering is such a huge portion of that right yeah you know and remembering again going over these stories it's one of the things that i always see is like is i'm facing my own circumstances sure. with this right and there's times where i want to make things happen uh, with students uh, with the church with anything that's going on and i'm like well here i am like mom again and what are we going to do <laughs> what are we how are we going to wait and move with with god and it's tough when you feel stuck yeah. Um, remembering is such a, an important thing. And one of the stories that really caught me, too, was the, the moment that you had to step off of being an executive director. Oh, yeah, was... Right. And so um, when that was what Joseph was like one or two mm -hmm. and or he had just been born right. or something like that. And uh, so walking with God when it seems like the vision or the purpose has been taken yes. away, Whew. right? Yeah. Again, how do you not go into, I'm going to take over, I'm going to make things happen, um, and then also not saying, well, none of it matters either. Like the, that kind of right. staying in step with the spirit. Right. And, and in some ways you're facing that now as you're taking care of my grandpa. And your dad and, and figuring out all of that like that's probably that what you didn't sign up for that <laughs> yeah. um, and have that plan and and so both as as people are, are wrestling with 
with both ends of those spectrums, right? right? Not doing what they think maybe when they're young and they're they have all these visions for what they're going to do with life and it just isn't hitting. And then they talk about the sandwich generation, right? Still helping out your kids, you're there, you know, you're helping out me with my grand, you know, my kids and but also taking care of your dad. And those can seem like things that like God why. Right. Right? There doesn't seem to be purpose. Um how have you, I guess, currently and then right. been staying in step with the spirit, not lagging behind, but also not running ahead ahead to control? Right. So you mentioned Mexico. I went yeah. to Mexico early on because I knew I really felt, a, you know, a heart um, beat for the Hispanic community. Um, and so I wanted... I always wanted to do missions in some kind of way or form. So when I had the opportunity to go and be there for a month to um, do that, things weren't always lining up, like you said, the way I thought I, it would, would. Although it was a wonderful experience, I learned a lot from that. But I remember going on, up on the flat top of, the, of the, the house in Mexico and sitting there thinking, God, Am I missing it? I thought this was what your what your will was. And I I do remember this so clearly because God God really spoke into my heart because I'm very intense, like wanting to know what God's will is, asking him. And I really felt God spoke this into my heart. He says, Jody, I'm not so much concerned of where you are, so much as I am concerned about who you are in me. And so I'll never forget that moment because I was so wanting, like, what if I miss God's will by choosing this over this, you know, or what if I make the wrong decision? You know, God was saying, Jody, I'm more concerned about developing who you are. And yes, even sometimes when these, I was sitting in Mexico, did I end up in Mexico? No, but God used that circumstance in my life to develop me. And to even speak into my heart, maybe where I wouldn't have heard it so clearly if I would have stayed back home. You know what I mean? So I think God does. God wastes nothing, Micah. He wastes nothing. Even if sometimes we feel as if we've misstepped, God is still present, right? Mm -hmm. Because he tells us. It, what, why does he tell us to trust in him with all our heart, mind, and soul? No. No, that he tells us to love him. But he tells us to trust in the Lord with all our heart, lean not on our own understanding. In all our ways acknowledge him, and he will what? Make our path straight, right? Yeah. And if I really believe in that, will not God get me to where I need to be? If I'm focused on so much of where I need to get to be instead of who I need to be, I think sometimes I miss it. And I can make more detours. Will God still use that? I do believe so. But why not... Focus on who I need to be. So that has kept me a lot yeah. on the journey. And even now, even later in my life, where I have had to cut back at Urban Vision, which isn't hasn't been always what I thought I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. or, but at the same time, I know God is more concerned about my response to him. And he'll get me to where I need to be. Yeah, right. Um, one of the big things that I've been learning is God is doing more in me than through me. Am I okay with that? Mm. You know? Um, That's a rough one. You know? <laughs> you see the results of that, right? Yeah, right? And and it really challenges me. Do I really believe that abiding in him produces fruit? Yes. 
right? Because I say that with my lips and my head, mm-hmm. but my actions, I, my I always run to fixing mm-hmm. before I run to abiding. Sure. And so that's just, and I just know that's such a common thing um, mm-hmm. for, us to, for us to do. Right. Well, we'll have more stories in the okay. future. Okay. So, and we'll be going through this book. If you want um, a call to the edge, we're going to try to put it in the show notes. So there should be an Amazon link. Um, it's either below. Uh, if you have a question, let us know in the comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to hear something specifically, uh, comment, uh, hit the subscribe button, and, and, and follow along on this journey as we uh, have moments with Jody. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today, and I hope you come back and hear some more. Thank you. God bless. Have a good, good one. Thank you for listening to Moments with Jody. We hope you were encouraged by Jody's message. Be sure to visit urbanvisionministry.org where you can learn more about Jody and the work the Urban Vision family is doing in North Akron. Join us on the first Friday of every month for another edition of Moments with Jody. Until next time, be encouraged.